publishing a book is a victory, but it's not the end. After you sweep up the confetti and wash the champagne flutes, what's next? Authoring Onward is the podcast about those steps after your first publication. Going from published author to having a long-term writing career. And that has no clear endpoint and plenty of ups and downs. But telling stories for the long-term is so, so worth it. Sit back, listen, and together, let's author Onward. Hello and welcome to another episode of Authoring Onward. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And today I am delighted to present to you a returning guest, now kind of helper on the show, Joy E. Held. Um, And we talk about her interest in discussion guides for authors. And even if you're thinking discussion guides is something just for children's and young adult literature, you may be surprised. Discussion guides can be beneficial for those of us who write for adults as well. So we have a lovely chat coming up with Joy all about discussion guides um, and about her course, which makes it simple and easy to create your own discussion guide template that you can use again and again um, and adapt for multiple books down the road. So here we go. Let's jump into the conversation with Joy. Today on the podcast, I have, um, as I have been teasing, um, returning guest who is now kind of helping behind the scenes with this podcast, Joy E. Held. Welcome, Joy. Thank you, Connie. Nice to be here. It's so great to have you on um, and have you kind of onboard the show a bit. Um, I do. Yeah. Would you like to remind folks or tell folks who maybe didn't hear your first episode Uh, a little bit about you and what you write. I am an author, educator, um, editor, book coach, and then on the personal side, you know, mom, wife, nana, uh, menagerie um, operator, and um, I think that's the the majority of what I spend my day on, besides social social media. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of different, lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that you suggested the topic we're going to talk about today, which is um, creating a discussion guide for your book, um, which is something I think that, um, you know, most of the folks who do that are going to be writing children's or YA, but you suggest that those who write for adults consider doing this too. Absolutely, especially in the historical realm and even in contemporary um, fiction. Um, It really lends, and I'm not sure how soon and how far you want me to get into the weeds right now, but it really lends a lot of really interesting dynamic and texture to a book beyond those, you know, last two words on the final page after the resolution, the end, it really keeps readers engaged. Yeah, absolutely. So um, maybe uh, for interested readers uh, or interested listeners who are going like, okay, so discussion guide, um, who who would use that the most? Book clubs or 
um, classrooms or something else? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> um, readers, uh, educators, book clubs, publishers, everybody adores discussion guides, in my opinion, at the back of a book. And I'm calling them just reader discussion guides because um, they just they keep the conversation going, like I said, beyond the last page in the book. Readers are smart, but they have a limited amount of time. They have a limited budget a lot of times. And um, sometimes they're so you, you want them so interested in your story um, and you can't sell, tell everything within the pages of a book. Sometimes you have to put it on a blog. Sometimes you have to add it to a newsletter. But all of this information that I'm suggesting that authors uh, pull from their from their manuscripts um, is not only suitable for um, discussion guides at the back of books, but like I said, you can add it to your newsletters. You can add it to blogs. You can put it in social media. You can create quizzes that will um, even further engage readers, educators, book clubs and publishers with your your product so um so that's that's who can use them who likes them who loves them even if they're not really sure in the beginning when they get to the back of a book and they really love the book and they find more information that helps them go deeper in understanding and engagement with the content of the book uh boom win 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 all, all the way yeah absolutely so um, what kind of things would you put in a discussion guide? Um, what kind okay. of questions? Um, absolutely. First, let me, can I tell you what in, inspired me or what the, the elements that came together? Because those elements coming together to um, inspire me to create this, this concept of helping other authors um, develop book discussion guides for their books these things came together for me in a particular way. And then, um, you know, it was a kind of a eureka moment. I can put this all together and explain it, you know, codify it and offer it to other authors so that they can do this too. Because it's a process that once you learn how to do it, then it's a kind of a template thing. It just repeats and repeats and repeats regardless of the topic or the subjects or the content of a book, including nonfiction. Um, but the I'm I'm more directing a lot of this information toward fiction writers. So here's the things that um, uh, came together for me. First of all, my my education and um, my years as a, a higher ed English teacher. Then um, my training in student engagement practices and retention principles. Colleges and universities are you know, all about retaining students. They want freshmen to finish a, a degree there. They wanted to stay in the school. And so I got a lot of training in my 18 years in higher ed on how to retain students and how to engage them so that they are, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, academically, you know, enthused and engaged in the college and uh, university situation and everything to encourage them to, to, you know, to live out there, the, the whole process at one college or university, and that's called retention. So I got a lot of training in college retention and student engagement practices. Um, also literature, I love literature, I teach literature, and we, we not only enjoy literature for its content, 
but for its context. That's how we study literature. We look at who wrote this, what was going on in current events when this was happening. Um, you know, so it's not only content of literature, but context. So I was trained and educated and appreciate doing that, you know, in a literary sense. I personally like finding author's notes and discussion questions and um, extra information and tidbits that couldn't be included in the, 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 the manuscript proper, the book proper, but they're little extra things that really add to my interest in, in a book. And then COVID. That's my fifth element that really came along, of course, for me and everybody else, created an entire world of shut-ins. And um, I, I just hunkered down and did a lot of things, a lot of reading for myself. I wrote another book. And um, the idea for this, uh, this course on how to create these discussion guides, um, I had the time to really put it together, to bring all of these things together for me. Um, you know, my background, my experience, my personal desires and likes when I read fiction. And so these five elements came together. And um, uh, so that's how I, you know, what what kind of all bubbled to the surface for me so that I create this, this, this course, helping other authors see that discussion guides need to be informational, they need to be educational, they need to be engaging, they need to be entertaining to some degree, and they need to support those ideas of retention, um, like I was talking about. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, an interesting background to apply to that situation and think about it in terms of retention. Instead of retain, retaining the students, you are retaining your readers. They're continuing to engage with your work. They want to see the next book. Absolutely, exactly. And that's why publishers love including these sort of things either online or if they don't have the page space, you know, in a book, in the book, they'll do it online or perhaps they really love it because it also helps create long-term relationships between authors, i.e. also publishers and authors if they're their own publishers as well. And there's a particular kind of question that goes into um, uh, developing uh, a good reader's guide. Oh, I'd love to hear what that is. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm going to look at very simply at two basic kind of questions, open-ended questions and closed-ended questions. So closed-ended questions are the kind of questions that have, you know, yes or no, or something specific as an answer to it. So those aren't exactly really good for discussion questions. Discussion questions, um, at, at particularly in the back of, you know, in associated with a, with a book, need to be more open-ended. They need to encourage critical thinking. They need to encourage uh, thinking outside the box, if you will, and also looking at elements and, like I said, context surrounding a story or surrounding the creation of a story. Um, so it's very much open-ended questions that encourage uh, critical thinking, um, like I said, in, in students, readers, et cetera. <clears throat> so um, can I give you a couple examples of that? Sure, that'd be great. All right, since it's October and spooky season, let's take a look at Dracula as an example. It's also one of my favorite books. Um, so the question, where was Dracula's castle located 
is not the type of discussion technique question that I'm talking about promoting for discussion guide. That's a closed ended question. I'm recommending broader based questions that encourage, like I said, outside the box thinking. And an example related to Dracula could be, what do you think would happen in today's society if neighbors discovered that Mr. Dracula down the street was living with three sexy women and at night he left the house by crawling out a window and down the bricks on the side of the house? Which happens in the book, but what do you think would happen if it happened in your neighborhood today? What, what you know, how, how, what would go on? Um, so another idea is, what do you think you would do if you were faced with a life or death situation in a creepy graveyard mausoleum? Of course, this is kind of fun stuff, but so is Dracula <laughs> on the bottom, on the bottom line. And also something like, which character in Dracula do you most identify with and why? And so that sort of pulls out the reader's personality and points out for them why certain characters um, are more interesting to them, you know, in a book. And that's just, that's just the, just, you know, just an idea, uh, a way to do um, things that are more uh, open-ended and don't have a specific, you know, it's, they're not multiple choice questions. There we go. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a reading comprehension quiz. Um, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So I can see how those would be really fun, um, especially like questions that, that ask the reader to relate to a character um, and makes them feel more engaged. Um, questions that ask them to imagine in different situations. Um, like you said, with like Dracula climbing out the window um, here in the 21st century, maybe the three sexy ladies wouldn't raise as many eyebrows <laughs> as the window. Um, <laughs> the window would be the part I was concerned about. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's your reader persona coming through and answering the question and that's brilliant that is exactly how it's was it it should be designed to to do to be you know to engage the reader personally maybe it wouldn't bother you that the guy was living with three women but you know crawling out the window and sticking to the bricks um might be an issue for you exactly exactly yeah yeah well this is all really exciting um and engaging and i'm I want to learn more about discussion, <laughs> uh, discussion guides. Um, and before we move on, just kind of backing up a tad, I know you mentioned briefly earlier that that sometimes for because of page room or whatever, that people are hosting discussion questions on their website, which might be a good option for authors who are listening to this saying, gee, I wish I had created a discussion guide for my already published book. That option's still open. Absolutely. And it um, it really is, kind of, as you said, right at the top of our top conversation today, good teaser. Even if they haven't read a book, you have to be kind of careful about the questions so that the questions are not spoilers, you know, for your for your book. So your discussion guide is not a spoiler alert for your book. Um, your questions could be good teasers for someone who's not read the book. And if they see two or three questions on your website or on your social media posting, um, that might inspire them to go find your book because the questions might, you know, in reverse order, 
uh, re reverse engineering, or if I have that using that phrase correctly, you know, inspire someone to go find this book. Hey, this question sounds interesting to me. I would like to know more about this book. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, social media, newsletters, um, blogs, at all, all great places in case you haven't, you couldn't put this in. And that can be, you know, addendum, say you're self-published. You can, you know, and um, or, you know, you can add it to future editions, for, for example. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, did you have anything else? Next to go, I know you had a really interesting story um, about what really was kind of a, a great inspiration that led you toward creating this course. Yes, and um, it happened several years ago. Um, and uh, it really was the springboard, but at the time it happened, I didn't know it was going to be the springboard for this project coming together. So I already explained, you know, five elements about me and my life, but this was the actual springboard several years ago. I have an addiction to used book sales, going into them, buying them, buying more than I need, and um, sometimes buying books that I already have the print copies of and I forgot. But anyway, I, I end up sharing those with other other people. However, I was at a local used book sale and in the nonfiction non section was a copy of my book that came out in 2003, first time called Writer Wellness, A Writer's Path to Health and Creativity. So I'm standing there in the used book sale, looking down at this book, my book in the used book sale. And my first thought was, oh, somebody didn't like my book and I put it in the used book sale. Well, that was my, um, you know, writing, writer imposter syndrome rearing its ugly head, but I got brave and picked it up anyway. I'm glad I did because I opened it up and right on the, you know, right on the, the, the title page was where I had signed this book to a woman. I didn't know her personally, but obviously it had a date and everything. And I remembered the date of the book signing and it was at the local women's club when they had hosted me as a guest or uh, as a guest speaker and to sign books. So I then started looking at through the rest of the book and lo and behold, this dear woman had filled, I mean filled, I'm not being, someday maybe I'll get to show you the actual pages, but filled the margins with her comments in her handwriting, um, her thoughts about what I had said on the page. And then almost every page was covered in her handwriting in a good way. And then at the end of the book, this woman had made a list of questions, this dear reader, a list of questions that if she ever met me again, she wanted to ask me about the content of the book. Boom. That was a reader's discussion guide that in a nonfiction book, the reason I didn't have that in there is because that book is full of questions and act activities and exercises, but that really was the springboard several years ago. I still have the book. It still is worth the whole dollar I paid for it at the book sale, the used book sale. I did find out later that the, the, the sweet woman had passed away and her books have been put into this church used book sale but that is the that was the catapult that was the springboard and like I said I didn't know it at the time but you know now 
with all these other elements in my life. And then I had the time to create the course and put it all together. But that dear sweet woman um, and her questions to me and her thoughts about what I had had, had written, uh, you know, published in the book were just like uh, gold nuggets to me. And that's how I look at um, and how I explain to authors about how to build their own discussion guides. It's like mining your own material for important little, you know, not important, um, uh, valuable nuggets that you can expand on and help the reader get an even greater context about what you've written. So. Yeah. So like that is, that is every writer's dream is to find the, the beat up, you know, nobody, of course, you know, we all love signing any copy, but better than a brand new is one that's been marked up and dog eared and really engaged with. And I love that you, that that's planted that little seed of inspiration um, for a project that came to fruition down the road. Um, you're you're real you're right there because it is one of my most um precious possessions right now because the reason i became a writer reason i became a teacher is to help others learn to write and tell their stories english teacher and me you know wanted to help other people tell their stories the reason i publish from way back is because i wanted to reach a larger larger audience because i knew that not everybody was going to get scheduled into my english classes on you know on campus so I published to reach a large, larger audience. And that was one little teeny tiny example of a little writer's success. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, and a little bit of a lesson for all of us going about our daily lives is to kind of look for those little seeds of inspiration. You never know what it might lead you to create. Maybe not right now, but maybe someday. Absolutely, everything matters <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Well, it has been great talking um, with you, Joy, about this. Um, do you, before we tell readers where to find your your books and your course, um, do you have any parting thoughts? I hate to have, have dead space here, but um, it's about connecting to your fellow person. Um, and this is just another method for connecting. Absolutely. Definitely. It's about connection. Oh, great. Yeah. So um, where can we find all the things you do online? And we will, of course, put a direct link to the course in the show notes. Okay. My website is uh, www.joyeheld.com. The uh, place where you can find my course on um, learning how to create your own template and, and develop your own book discussion guides is www.mybookcoachrocks.com. Um, it's the courses located on Thinkific, but it would be much easier to go to my website and click the link there. And I do have one other resource <clears throat> that I'm not associated with that would um, give you even more insight into uh, book club discussion guides. And it's called uh, www.bookbrowse.com. All right. Well, we will link up all of that um, so folks can check it out. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Connie. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion. 
of discussion guides um, with joy. And I will be back next week with some more author interviews. So things are really kind of gearing gearing up for fall here on Authoring Onward. A lot of good stuff planned for recording starting this week and coming like all the way through the end of October, possibly more folks that I'll be recording with in November. And then those episodes will be released until shortly before the holidays. So um, if you are looking for more information on Joy's course on Joy's editorial services, I will have those links in the show notes to this episode. And of course, if you are looking to book editorial services or coaching with me, now is a good time to do so. Um, since October is already getting pretty full, but November has some slots and early December has some slots. And of course you can book for even further into the future. So you can find that at bookechoes.com services. And the link will also be nice and handy in the show notes. Until next week, happy writing everybody. <laughs>